It's like every exit you take as a creator, that leads to a highway, which then leads to another exit, which leads to another highway. And there's never really an end in in sight. You're just along for the ride and hoping that the surroundings are uh, conducive for someone like you. Welcome to Driven to Create, the podcast that explores the journeys of those who can't help but bring their ideas to life. Today's episode is The Creator's Journey. Uh, I tried to be cute by coming up with a funny title, um, but it's a play on the hero's journey and how it applies to creators. Since we don't always have one straight road, everything's a little windy, we take detours often, but if you keep going, you kind of find your way back to center and, and until you hit the next set of detours. Yeah. Today I'm joined by the talented Matt Guasamaccio, who is an uh, artist, music producer, and filmmaker living in Nashville, Tennessee. I've had the privilege of calling him a friend, a peer, and a colleague for the past 10 to 12 years. Matt, if you could just introduce yourself and uh, probably say it better than I would. Be awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm, uh, like like you said, I'm a... a a music producer, filmmaker, and an artist. Um, I've been doing all three of those things for a very, 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 very <laughs> long time. Uh, I started drawing when I was a child, uh, before I can remember. I grew up reading comic books, and I, I've always loved like the visual medium. Uh, my mom would read me comics and, and draw comic books with me and stuff. And so I was very curious about uh, visual storytelling. And when I got into um, middle school, I joined the school band and had a you know love for music and um, eventually started producing when I got into high school, uh, music producing and creating little films with friends and stuff um we would shoot like jackass style videos <laughs> skating and, and whatnot and then that quickly turned into us trying to like script things and make movies like short films and stuff um and since then i haven't stopped doing that that's that that was kind of the beginning of it all because um my whole professional career aside from doing construction has been that like i i don't i don't consider um really i don't i don't do anything else it's like that yeah so it's your calling and i, I hope that answers the question <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I i'm pretty sure that we all started from doing jackass videos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and skating poorly or at least in my case yeah. um yeah so so basically i want to break up this episode into like distinct sections you know just to to kind of cut out pieces from the hero's journey and apply it to like what we can translate into the create you know the creator and it doesn't matter like this should translate across all creative endeavors and even even you know technical endeavors um because you know, it's not unique that, like, we all have challenges and stuff like that that pop up out of nowhere, and especially when you're going outside of your comfort zone in order to grow. And sometimes right. you're forced to grow 
you know, in, in order to, like, if this is part of your career, or if you're creating content, or you're creating an app, or, the, you know, something, something new and novel, you're forced to almost, you know, do something that hasn't been done before, and learn new tools in order to do it. Yeah. So, so the first thing, I guess, is, is like, so if we're, if we're talking about, you know, the call to create like mm -hmm. we feel that calling you know deep in our chest like what was the initial motivation for you to to pursue this life's work like in all, all your artistic endeavors i don't know if i ever really felt like i had the choice um it's always been like I said, it's always been something that I did, and to me, there wasn't any like other option. It was, it was just, I create, so I'm gonna do it. Um, and I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, I've been told once or twice that I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, create some arguments, um, but I think. I think ultimately what makes me want to create the the type of things I create now is I th I find it to be um, I find I find what I do now to be the 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 real um, the real option I guess uh, whereas like before. Um, when I was coming up and honestly, like still sort of trying to phase this out of my work life, um, you know, we create for money, we create for, um, other people who commission us and hire us. And a lot of times, um, a lot of times that, that you said content and a lot of times that has to, uh, that's that's sort of like the end goal. They're not necessarily looking for a story. They're not less necessarily looking for art. They're looking for something that can draw an, an audience to sell a product over the course of how however many days, weeks, or months or years, um, and that that is sales based. So you're you're inherently thinking about it in terms of selling something, whereas. What I enjoy doing and what I feel, I guess, more called to do is tell stories. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't really necessarily have a drive or, a, or a, um, a desire to sell anything. If I guess if that thing is um, selling ideas, maybe. Um, but I think I think uh, an idea is only as good as its opposing idea in context and mm -hmm. that to me is is just uh it's done the best in a narrative you see a protagonist you see an antagonist and there's you know the conflict between the two and and the good idea wins out to put it simply so right. i don't know again i don't know if that answers your question but yeah no it, it does and i mean it begs like the the larger question about like what it, defining art versus defining what utility is like you know yeah. i've always said that graphic design serves a more 
utility function, if, yeah, you know, if that's a word. And it's, function, yeah, but sure. but you know, a lot of but there's there's no doubt that there's art that goes into it. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, there's a ton of work from graphic designers who would take issue from that. And mm-hmm. I, I've been designing for my whole career, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, I guess it's it's for me it's like seeing the process in which you achieve the result so if you can mm. if you can look at the result and say this is all me which you could rarely do when it comes to clients like if you're doing mm-hmm. client-based work you often have to work within their framework or whatever constraints they have but you know if you can look at something that you did and you're like oh man this is 100 percent my creativity and like and that's not saying you didn't have help getting there Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you might you know especially if you're doing a a film or a short film or something you're gonna have a crew but at the end of the day you know like they'll have their input Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the decision the creative decision falls on you which oftentimes it doesn't for client work most Mm -hmm. of the time you know you can you can guide them towards you know a narrative structure um and and i i personally think a narrative structure is more persuasive but like you know, for um, you can make the same argument. You could replace client with benefactor, or if somebody's mm-hmm. if somebody's commissioning you. Yeah. You, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. they're paying you to paint something, but you're it's still in the back of your mind. You're still thinking like it has to be good, otherwise I'm not gonna get more money, or I'm not gonna get the money, or they're not gonna be happy with it. Yeah. So you're almost like morphing who you are, where you know pure expression comes from you know from from nothing i mean like especially like this podcast like i've wanted to do a podcast for years and i you know i was always trying to like weave it into like the you know work basically to attract more clients all this stuff and then i kind of just gave up on finding that solution because it never felt like purely me it felt like a version of me Yep. Uh, the work me, but I, I do enough work, yeah. you know, like I, I want to like dig into the philosophical concepts of like the struggles that we go through our whole, you know, whether it be a career or whether it be our personal journey. And I think, I think both of those are woven together because right. I, you know, I think once you're a creator, like whether you're an artist or something else, it's always like intrinsically you so that becomes part of your personal and professional development if you happen to do it for work Mm -hmm. but um you know i think i think you know the like i'm always working hard to get better and better at my craft Mm -hmm. like whatever i'm doing and it's um i can see a reflection in my personal life as in my professional life and most of my most of my like big level ups have come from doing my own stuff, mm-hmm. and then you apply it to client work after that. You know, totally. and they they have that you know like that that saying like one for the meal, one for the real. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like that. It's like sometimes you know you you do the best that what you can do with what you're given. Yeah. You know if you're if you're doing client work, and then when you're doing your own stuff or if you're creating a new company where it's it's all on you you're the big brain you're the you're the creative vision you know i think i think that's when you really flex you, you can really flex your muscles and it it just comes down to to vision it's mm. like who mm-hmm. has who needs to have the final say yeah and if the answer is you then like you know that's when you can truly get creative and push the boundaries and do things you're uncomfortable with 
which you know leads us to the next section, which is um, the trials and tribulations of of growth. You know, um, because you know it's it's so funny where you know every time you have like this. Um, you know, like I call them baby accomplishments, but like, it's like, it's like, okay, all right, this is good. It's, it's not enough to make me feel complacent, but this is all I need to keep going. Yeah. Cause it feels like the big ones are so fleeting. Uh -huh. You can't even appreciate them. Yeah. You know, like with like the amount of work that goes into like getting to that big accomplishment when you're there, you're already there. So it's like, it's almost like you've already plateaued, you know, and then you're, you're moving towards the next mountain range. Whereas the baby accomplishments, the ones that, like, we never notice are happening, you know, like, you know, the ones where you're just like, yes, mm -hmm. like the little thing where you figured something out, where in the past you, you know, you didn't know how to do something. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, the next time you, you do something similar to it, you're like, oh, why don't I try this tool and do it in this way? And, like... I love like those mastered the fundamentals type feeling moments because those are like those are the ones where it's like okay I actually know what I'm doing yeah you know like yep. and like you know we've been doing this for so long like I'm I know you feel the same but like I question myself on a daily basis I'm like oh you're a fraud all the time you know like like you don't know what you're really doing and then then when it comes down to brass tacks like somebody's got to figure out the answer. I'm like, wait, how come I'm always figuring out the answer? Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, because I know what I'm doing. It's just yep. part of the, the struggle, you know? Yeah. And I, I think there is something to be said about the fact that you have, um, you started, like you got your start on movie sets. Mm -hmm. They're like, my I, almost I feel like in start. this. My, my, my almost start. <laughs> well, that's where you were initiated. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that, Today, so many people are getting their initiation through buying a DSLR and shooting, you know, wedding videos and, you know, what I, it, again, like, they're, well, not necessarily again, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, people need wedding videos. People need, you know, uh, that style filmmaking. But I, I think when you're, uh, when you're pushed into... Uh, a movie set rather than doing like run and gun uh, wedding videos, your, your head is in two different places. There's, there's pros and cons to both. And obviously if you're running gunning, you are thinking about um, a lot of technical things and creative things all at once because you have to on the spot. But when you're on a movie set, you're, you're learning, uh, I guess the, the dynamic range of learning is so much bigger. Um, I don't know if that's true. I didn't start on a movie set, so I can't say like, uh, I can't speak to it fully, but that's, that's how it seems. Yeah. I mean, getting, so I didn't get my start on the film set, but I, I did get into working on monster movies, like super early in my career. And, and I found that the pay wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite horrible, but, um, but again like there is there is this huge breadth of knowledge you know especially when you when you meet specialists like cinematographers mm -hmm. wardrobe supervisors you know hair and makeup artists um art directors mm -hmm. and production designers like there's 
there's so many people that that that's their craft. So if you're working under any of them, um, you're going to take away so much. Yeah. But you, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I think I think that's that's always been. I've always been thankful for for like the opportunities in my career to to do that. Um, where it's just kind of like you're getting thrown into the ocean and if you can swim, then you come out of it so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see a parallel between that and, and like the actual, uh, you know, the, the creator's journey as a whole, which I'm, I'm kind of like, that's kind of how I'm thinking of this, where, you know, everyone experiences a calling like one way or another, uh, you know, it, it's... Mine's different from yours, um, but uh, you know how did how did that calling approach you? Like, did it did it happen from? Was it just like this is like what you were saying at the beginning? This is just who I am, or was there was there an internal motivation where it's like, oh, I want to do this, you know, for my career. I want to do it for my personal, you know, for fun. Um, like, how how does that calling present itself? How, how did it present itself to you? Well, yeah, like I said earlier, um, making things, creating, telling stories, that was all just like, um, oh man, there's that flicker in the wall behind me. I don't see it. Jeez. They got a filter for that. (laughs) Um, yeah, like I was saying, the, the need or the, the impulse to create and tell stories, um, art in general is, is just kind of like there. Like I, I've never, I've never sought after it, nor have I ever tried to fight it. It's just always existed. But I think what comes along with creating like that and having that predisposition already is a, is an interest in people and an interest in, um, uh, things like like scenarios and what makes uh what makes something interesting like you i think as an artist you you see through an artistic lens so you see in contrast you see in um you know whether it be lines or whether it be story or whether it be um philosophy like i think all of those things are just a part of being an artist and so um if you lean into that i guess the more you create the more you design the more you uh tell stories um i think it uh i think it just hones like it it gets stronger and sharpens more um you become more aware of it i guess um yeah no, that 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 that's uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's so funny too, because like I've always been a little jealous of you, where you've you've, you've you like found the creative calling so early in your life, and it's carried through. <laughs> so by the time you're an adult, you know you're like, oh, I could draw, I could do this, I could play the guitar, I could play the mandolin. I'm like, I don't know what a mandolin is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst Italian ever. Um, yeah. Um, but you know cuz cuz for for me like i never really knew when i was a kid i didn't really know what drove me mm. you know i and it's 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 been like a work of 15 years of starting to gain a skill set mm-hmm. and then 
refining, getting better, failing, getting up, getting better. And then you, you look, I'm looking, I'm like, like rationally speaking, I know I'm not going to be the world's best artist. I know I'm not going to be the world's best motion designer. There's so many incredibly, you know, talented people who have the drive in the natural talent too. Um, but I, I, I'm proud of the skills that I have. You know, but I, I, I've realized over time that the real, the thing that truly drives me is, is I like making things and looking back at what I created. So it's like progress. And that's yeah. why I loved, like, that's why I loved, you know, when I was learning graphic design at the beginning of my career, when I was learning cinematography, photography, um, even learning to code like there's just so many you see the potential in everything yeah and knowing like and you know this is where it gets dangerous because it's like when you have a well-rounded skill set um you can make anything and if you ever get beyond the scope of what you're capable of doing there's always other people who are who are, are specialists who can add value to what you're making and it's like nobody makes a movie by themselves no but there was that one person with the vision and you know the, the 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 vision's easy it's the execution of the vision that's the hardest thing um you know the the vision the vision's sometimes the easiest thing to have for creatives and creators um i'm assuming that i'm using creatives and creators interchangeably because in my eyes they're the same thing sometimes we as creatives, we want to like uh, want to be proud of what we're what we make, and, and it and it's got to be the best thing. Um, it's got to be the like no one is the best. You said that, or or I don't think you said that. Uh, you don't have to be the best in your field or whatever. Uh, but I I think I think there's a point in there that's like no one is the best. Like I don't I don't think anyone ever is the pinnacle of who they can be or the pinnacle of the field that they're in because art is so subjective that you know to one person uh the best might be the worst and the worst might be the best and it you know it goes on from there and uh i i personally i think that's why art is so fascinating and that's why people are so fascinating is because we're so uh we're so different and what we what we enjoy is so varied and uh and so someone can't necessarily really malign a creative um on the basis of the art being trash mm -hmm. or not and um someone's always going to have an audience yeah <laughs> even if your art is like quote-unquote trash someone's gonna love it um yeah i, I think that's the thing is that you know you when you're creating things it's not going to appeal to everybody cuz if you do make something that appeals to everybody it generally requires a lot less creative input mm -hmm. like if you want to make something vanilla you can phone it in all day follow a formula mm -hmm. a, you know a formula's not creative mm -hmm. like making following a recipe is not creative taking a recipe and you know doing what you putting love into the the food yeah. like that's what separates the the great chefs from the the terrible cooks is that anyone can follow a recipe if they read and take their time mm -hmm. but it's the craft that goes behind it yeah beyond it yeah you know and like you look at some of these people creating these crazy like chocolate sculptures and stuff with like a skate park or something you know and it's <laughs> it's, it's so remarkable and 
if you read, uh, you know, a 10-page instructions on how to make a chocolate skate park, 99% of the people aren't going to make that chocolate skate park. And the 1% that do, it's going to be so, like, vastly different from the thing. So I think I think most most of the time when people, you know, call art trash or something like that, you're the wrong kind of audience for it. Yeah. So, if the, you know, like, if somebody's making art for the sake of of getting you know getting a rise out of people that might not appeal to certain people to certain other folks yeah but like you know right so i think i think there's a big separation <laughs> i think of the room you know the room with uh um what's his name uh tommy wiseau that's, or, or that's like art imitating life you know yeah like, it's like <laughs> it, i mean it was it was such a a giant steaming pile of dookie that like it has a massive fan base for it and for whatever you however you want to criticize the movie and there are a lot of valid criticisms about yeah. it <laughs> at the end of the day it packs out art house theaters because people just want to go and throw spoons right. <laughs> like yeah, it's that's like uh mono's the hands of fate and like just some of those like <laughs> poorly destined movies um but like yeah. yeah i mean and that's like a whole separate conversation about just going yeah separating separating craft from art too because even craft you know um mm -hmm. but like uh you know i mean segueing into the next uh section um is you know once you find your calling and you're pursuing it like almost from day two <laughs> There's some sort of there's some sort of obstacle in the way. Um, oh yeah, you know, and and the obstacle can be people. The obstacle can be you know just the universe, like you know lobbying things at you, or the obstacle can be your skill set, where you're just not at the point of you can visualize it in your head, you can visualize whatever you're making in your head, but you cannot get it out. So sure, and and that requires you to go outside your comfort zone. And try these techniques, which is so. I love how how woven craft is with 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 creation too, because like, you know, you always see these sci-fi movies, and the, you know they're trying. You know, if you're watching this video, I I couldn't make this with the technology I have today. And I think of that often, like when I'm approaching projects, where it's like. Okay, I'm, you know, I, I get criticized a lot for starting and stopping projects, but I, I do it because I'm like, I'm not at the level where I picture this to be and I can't devote the amount of time right now. I'm going to shelve this for a couple months. I'm going to come back to it because I know mm -hmm. where I'm, where I'm going to be mm -hmm. when I'm able to, you know, cause like, uh, you don't always have the time you can afford to, to furthering a certain idea or whatever, you know, for monetary reasons or for other reasons, uh, time reasons, which is the, the biggest challenge, mm -hmm. um, for me at least. But, um, uh, I know you don't like Dragon Ball Z, but I wish there was a hyper, you know, hyperbolic time chamber where I spend a year, I, you know, I, I spend one day and it's equal to a year cause I could just get so much done. But, uh, yeah, there's uh -huh. my nerd, uh, thing for the day. I'll stop at that. Yeah, so the uh, the biggest things for me have always been time and money, and uh, those resources are so hard to come by, especially today. But they've always been there for me when I was younger as well. I just managed to be more thrifty and MacGyver <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of patience for that, 
And I also loved it. Like I love, I guess I still do to some degree. I love um, finding problems to really complex, or finding it, finding uh, um, ways to solve a very complex problem, especially when it comes to creating something, getting around a roadblock, whether it be money or time. Um, but time, I feel like, is almost worse than money. Yeah. Because it's like you can have the money and still, like, the time creeps up on you. It's that thing that, like, no one's gonna, no one's ever gonna have enough of. No matter who you are, time's coming for you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but I, but I think, I think resources, with that being money, um, is very tricky because you can know how to do something and do something well, but if you don't have the money behind you to, uh, whether it, it, whether it be rent the gear or uh, get the um, get the crew or uh, whatever it is uh, that money can solve, you just you won't. You either have to do what you said is shelve it, or you have to uh, find out a thrifty way to fix it. And in today's day and age, with time being so snappy and money being so tight, I think the the uh, you just end up shelving things because it's like, I don't have time to figure out a solve for this and I don't have the money to devote to it right now. So what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? no, I, th and I, th I think it's also a distraction too. It's like, I've, I've always said that like any distraction takes away from the creative process. Cause like, you know, there's, you, there's certain points of the day where I shut off all communication, Yeah, you know, to the, the outside world. Cause like, once you get into the flow and you're taken out of it, it takes you like 90 or it takes me at least like 60, 90 minutes to get back into the full flow. And then it's super fast. Yeah. But like, Oh, that's and the worst. Then, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like when you got yeah. money on your mind, when you have your personal life on your mind, when you have like things you can't control, you know, it, it distracts you from fully like getting into that zone. Like the flow state is very Zen and it's just ideas and, and things are coming right out of you. Um, and you're able to just muscle through the work and like the grunt work doesn't feel like grunt work Yep. at that point, you know, it's like once you get into that state, I mean, and I think I, I yeah, like, especially with the roadblocks too, because the roadblocks serve as a distraction as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like roadblocks introduce self doubt, which is so unproductive especially when you're mm -hmm. pursuing a mission and it's almost like you know yeah. I, I, I every day i think of the devil and the angel on my shoulder and they're both saying bad things and it's like no 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 i'm not listening <laughs> to anybody because you know it's almost like you have to ignore all the voices in your head saying like you can't do this you can't do that this is a problem nobody's gonna like this and it's like you know what you guys are distracting me like i got things to do and so like i, I you know i just you know, I just act annoyed inside my head all the time or it's like, stop bothering me. Like I got things to do. So, you know, mm -hmm. especially trying out new things, like there's always that nagging doubt of like, oh, you have all this work that you have to be doing right now. Should you be spending this extra two hours auditioning uh, fonts or, or should you, should you spend tonight, you should really just wrap up this job so you could bill it. Should you be spending tonight to, to code this app that you want to make for, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is what 
this is what I need in order to keep growing. The work can yeah. get done tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like, you know you're going to finish it in two hours. So yeah. it's like, it's not, you know, so it's it's almost like the self-harm, like the self-mental harm of a creator, like, it needs to be tempered a little bit. And I, I say this from, like, the most harmful of mental uh, states with, you know, where it's like it drives me even more because it just makes me so upset that my mind's like it can't accept, like, a win. Yeah. So I I forced myself to slow down and be like no here's my baby achievement and like that's what I've been doing because because uh, every time you hit the big achievements like I said earlier it's like uh, you already knew you're gonna get this done you already knew it was gonna be great so like why didn't you believe it from the start you know because you've had all these baby achievements you don't need this like um this big you know this big grandiose win. Yeah, and that's something I want to dive into in future episodes too. Is like um, uh, there's a, a popular author for creatives called um, uh, Blair Enns, and uh, he 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 talks a lot about the addicted to the reveal mm -hmm. and how creatives are all addicted to the big reveal. Mm -hmm. You know, they want that big pitch meeting. They want to see the big reaction on somebody's face at a premiere. They want to have the big launch of their product. You know, they're addicted to the, the reveal. And if you already know what you've been doing is right all along, like it puts less pressure on that one singular event. Yes. You know, to like uphold your definition of a win. Cause like, yeah. I've been thinking about wins, losses, success. What does success mean? And it's, it's right. not, it can't be tied to one single event. You reminded me of a thought that I had. Uh, you know, I th I think, and I could be wrong about this, but it seems to me that, you know, being a creative, you are you're both blessed and cursed with the the compulsion to or the impulse to create, and and that doesn't stop when you stop working or you stop creating. <laughs> like I rarely go ten to fifteen minutes throughout the day not thinking about creating something or making something or, uh, you know, any of the, any of the sort, I, I am constantly inundated with thoughts about it. And I know that's not every creative. Um, I know plenty of creatives that are sort of, they're fine with just like putting their thoughts away. They can turn it off and, uh, you know, for whatever that's worth, that works for them. But there is some, and I think you can relate to it, that we just, it is just there, and we can't get rid of it. Yeah, the, once you turn on the faucet, it doesn't really turn off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is funny, because that presents its own set of challenges, especially when you're in go, go, go mode, and you're working with other people making something. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they're not moving as fast as, as, as you, it, it, it creates some friction. Yep. So, like, that, that, that's another obstacle that comes up uh, often, too, is, like, uh, you know, different creators or creatives work differently. Yeah. You know, they have different processes and, and stuff like that. And, like, you know, if I have an idea at 1 in the morning, I'm going to force myself to stay up another hour to to at least flesh something out, you know? And it's it's like... Do you find that when... It, sorry, go go ahead. No, you know, and then the, then you're tired the next morning, so you have to, like, drink an extra pot of coffee just to <laughs> get going. So it, it, does, it does, like, you're kind of kicking the can down the road, you know? Like, so everyone's work styles... 
um, you know, need to adapt to their, their environments and stuff. And I mean, so I guess, I guess that, that tying into the next section, which is transformation and rebirth, like what does, where's the end of the creator's journey? Like what, what is the end? Is there an end? There's a difference between the creator's journey and the hero's journey because in the hero's journey, the hero comes home and is changed and, you know, the happy ever after. Uh, I think for the creator that, like I said, we don't, we can't turn it off. And, you know, when something ends, I know for me, if I finish a project, I'm already working on something else. I had already been working on something else. It's like in, in my sketchbook, if I am like, let's say I'm working on, you know, uh, like for, for right now, if I'm working on, um, you know, uh, ballads or, or pretty scores or something like that in my sketchbook, I'm drawing something that's like really edgy and, you know, it has a lot of like, uh, um, you know, sketchiness to it, a lot of ink splotches and smudges and uh, maybe even like in the horror world. But if I'm, you know, if I'm working on something like, like a punk project or uh, even like a, a dramatic uh, short film or, or writing a, you know, a dark story, my, you know, my sketchbook is, is more painterly and, and uh, colorful. And so when I, finish that project i'm immediately going into another direction and i think it's like every exit you take as a creator that leads to a highway which then leads to another exit which leads to another highway and <laughs> there's never really an end in, end in sight you're just along for the ride and hoping that the surroundings are uh conducive for someone like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's so not satisfying to hear, but it's it's like but it's 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 true. It's like we always look for like a single answer of like how do I know if I've made it or how do I know what what does the end look like for me? Or am I gonna be this angsty the rest of my life? You know, like like a teen I never evolved out of the teenager phase. But I, I, I think you know, where I think the one thing you could take from the hero's journey, whether it's a movie or a, a, a book is that they've reached so yeah there's happily ever after but they have reached a higher plane of mm -hmm. whatever you know and mm -hmm. and i i have to convince myself that there's like i've re you know at the, every every step like the journey doesn't end it's it's who i am hopefully you don't devolve <laughs> as a person or a but, creator <laughs> but but no you you do though you, you you reach like a higher plane of existence as a creator because like you have all this these these tools and like you know i always i always said at the beginning at, of my graphic design you know career i applied every single filter known to man and keep tweaking until i got a good result and where I'm at now, my tool set is so much simpler and I don't need all that stuff, but it's just there waiting in the toolbox for when I need it. But I don't, you know, it's like I find myself using a lot less filters. I find myself building a lot more things simply from scratch mm -hmm. rather than these complex like Rube Goldberg machine type things. And it's, it almost seems like as, as you begin, you know, your, your journey, your, your, 
you're heavy-handed in a lot of things. You're, you you don't have that gracefulness. Well, you're playing when you first. You, you yeah you you're you're you know experimenting it, it all experimenting yeah and like as you you know as you evolve like your 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 craft does change and like how you create things changes too so i think you know in terms of like what does the end look like from a creator well, I mean, they die. Uh, that that's what the ultimate end would look like. But like, I I I agree with you in the sense that you're always going to be creating because it's who you are. It's uh -huh. just what you're creating may look different. Because totally. like, I always joke about like when I retire, I want to create a hot wing and taco stand. I don't even care if that goes together. It's just you know, it, it's you know, if I don't do that, then I'm probably going to do woodworking as like an old guy. Like you know, it's it's yeah. it's the same drive. It's just a different environment. And, but the funny thing is, you still have the tool set. You know, you, granted, you can't use Photoshop for, uh, for tacos, but um, you have the critical thinking that you've gained through it. That's where if you're presented thing, yeah. from a problem, you're, you know? Yeah, you evolve as how you, pro how you process the, the, the creative solving uh, side of things evolves and grows. Whereas, like, the challenges that come up are different, and you might address them, you know, as a, um, uh, I guess, as a layman, but you have the, 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 uh, the problem solving that you've developed all these years to, to address the issue, and, and you could spend a lot less time, like, tinkering, I guess, unless you're a tinkerer, which, mm -hmm. you know, then you enjoy it. Right. I love tinkering. <laughs> Yeah, and that's 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 fine, but like it, you know, it always baffles people that you know brands will or giant corporations will spend millions and millions for a brand redesign, and the logo itself is is you know it's just whatever. Like mm -hmm. you know, first first year college student could do it, but it's not about the logo; it's about everything else. Mm -hmm. So you know, I th I think the thing is is like um, you know, it takes somebody talented to be at the pinnacle of their career and still use a font that's available to everybody else um but still make it look like something new and yeah. and i think that's how craft really ties into the hero's journey because at the beginning you don't have a craft like you don't understand the fundamentals you don't you know you don't know what you're making you're you have something in your mind so like you were blessed with a vision at the beginning and that vision carries you through your whole journey but the thing that you need to develop over time is your craft and your voice. Mm -hmm. So it's like having the voice of knowing what's your style that makes you unique. And we're all still trying to figure it out. You know, like you have a style that's very distinct for who you are. And then I, I have my own style and mm -hmm. like everyone's got different styles. So I think it's like, as you develop it, you know, like what, what does the end look like? Ideally, you would become self-actualized to a point where you know with certainty what your voice is and what you are capable of doing at your current, at the current time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if, you know, if we're, we're all going to be at that level of self-actualization, but for me, it's, it's something to work towards where it's like, I want to understand myself fully. And it's really like a, a, a philosophical journey into myself because everything in my life influences the things that I do, yeah, my past and my, my present, you know. Um, so it's it's 
as I'm finding my voice as as a creative, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to understand myself better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, you know that little hamster in the wheel in my brain. I'm like, all right, let's give him a give him a, a shot of monster or something, keep him going, so we can figure this out. But um, so the the next question I have then is like success like i really feel like it's a fluid concept and most most of my career and even up until now like on certain days like you know if you'd ask me do you think yourself you know as as do you think yourself successful and i'd probably say like well i have some good work but you know like you know there's and then you start comparing yourself to other people but again like i mentioned it early is like i don't think success can be defined as a singular event i think it's it's built up on all these many achievements that are so they're almost imperceptible you know you almost have to catch yourself where it's like oh i did this oh i just solved this oh i just solved that or i made this or i you know i was never able to do this before now i can do it now those are the ones that you tend to ignore because you're so focused on getting the work done you're you're so focused on the end goal you're missing all the little goodies left mm-hmm. behind and i feel like as 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 creatives we tend to be farsighted mm-hmm. we almost can never appreciate the present for what it is it's we're always focused on like the vision and and for me you know even in in my relationship cuz my 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 wife is is very much she sees the world for how it is and I see the world for what it could be. So mm-hmm. I'm always like tripping over my own two feet. Mm-hmm. And she's the one saying, uh, Paul, uh, watch your step. You know, mm-hmm. and it's happened like <laughs> it happens like every day. You know, it probably drives her nuts. But, um, you know, I think I think it's an important thing to understand about like the role of the creative in the world is 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 we're here to focus on innovation. We're right. here to push the envelope and we can be annoying, but at the same time, we still need, we still need folks who are grounded to help us make our vision a reality. Cause sometimes we get lost in the vision so much. It's never good enough to what we can imagine. And we're just perpetually tweaking or pushing it down the road. And it's never good enough. And sometimes it comes as a detriment because we're so focused on the tweaking that we never focus on the grand goal of like maybe it's time to move on to the next thing, the next project, the next whatever, where we can expand like mm-hmm. our our the the breadth of our work. Like you know, like yeah. if you look at all the famous painters and stuff, yeah, I think it, what, who was it Picasso that it took him however many years just to be able to draw like a baby again. I, really? I could be making oh, this that's up. That's so funny. But um but I think there is the, I mean, that 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 ties in perfectly to what I said before is like it's like you start off heavy-handed, you know, you try all the things, like the first time painter probably doesn't use one color. Mm-hmm. They're probably slapping, you know, 3 6 it. colors on that canvas. Yeah. And then you do it for a few years and then you're like I'm going to go through a black and white face. I want to yeah. explore the negative space. Yeah. You know? Well, that was... And that's when you really... What's that? Oh, I was just going to say that was like the 
the abstract expressionists of the 1950s they like at the end of the day they were they were really trying to redefine um what was possible with painting and uh some of them used limited palettes to do it like someone like franz klein he he refused to buy you know the expensive inks or expensive uh paints from you know the the, the art shop he had to go to the hardware store and pick up a can of paint and just use that. And, you know, his manager or his agent or whoever, I, I don't know, he uh, he went out and got him good paints once. And he's like, take that back. What are you doing? Like, why are you trying to mess with my, my process? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny because, like... Um, the more options you have, I, I think sometimes the uh, the more you spend deliberating over uh, how something should turn out and the, kind of the more you get pushed into a corner and you can't really find your way out, like you get stuck in the weeds, right? And, um, mm. you know, I find that with, uh, with writing music, Sometimes it just takes like an acoustic guitar or a piano and just coming up with a motif. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, a, a full on, um, a full on orchestral score, you know, um, right. that could be birthed from that. But if you, if you're like, oh, I need to play the cello and have the flute do this and, um, you get, you get stuck, you get lost. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that is that's that's a that's a typical problem for creatives because we love to explore. We love like finding options and finding new things and you know, you get a new toy and what do you want to do? You wanna like use it all the time. And Every, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, if you're trying to be efficient then you should be more streamlined. But if you're trying to, you know, be have fun, then you know, Hop in the hop in the the sandbox. <laughs> Throw things yeah. around. There's definitely value in both of those things. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, so so aside from that, you know, I, the biggest thing is is like fulfillment. I can't speak for everyone else, but like you know, I get fulfillment from finishing a creation. Yeah, whatever, whatever I might be making. Um, and you know other people who may not be creatives they can appreciate or they might be creatives and they still get fulfillment in other ways but uh, you know i think i think uh hence the name of the podcast um you know i i, th I think the the that that drive i think that drive is what pushes you know people like like us to continue creating and not for the sense of like, if I stop creating, I'm going to die, but be more free with their artistic expression in the creative. And I think that's the end goal is like yeah. the end goal. What does the end look like in a creator's journey? It's free artistic expression of whatever you want to make. Yeah. And you're not hindered by whatever insecurities you might have or, or you're not hindered by money or yeah. external factors. Mm -hmm. You're just, making as pure as you as you can be you're just making and i think that's for me what what the end looks like yeah <laughs> that's like a good goal to work success, towards <laughs> success is funny because like it money money is freeing like let's just be honest like if you have mm -hmm. money you're it's it's money buys 
less anxiety about like how to how to live in the in the world right and how to how to have resources but at the end of the day i think success we confuse success with actually succeeding at something like mm. if i succeed at finishing this product i i'm successful if i've succeeded in honing this craft or getting to a certain place or a certain level of where i want to be then I've succeeded, you know, and like you mm -hmm. were saying, there's like multiple, uh, multiple little wins that you can find. Um, and, and if you've succeeded to the point that you're the, you know, for all intents and purposes, one of the best in your field, but money hasn't been a part of that and you haven't earned money or, uh, someone hasn't given you a lump sum of money and said you've you've done well, my son. Like that doesn't mean that you <laughs> right. have you're not successful. That doesn't mean that you haven't succeeded. It just means that you haven't succeeded at getting money for it, <laughs> which you know is one of the <laughs> that's things a that different. We do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the best way to end end this episode because like that is the core takeaway that I need to rem that I I remind myself of all the time and like I think at all creators need to remind themselves that it's like celebrate the little wins. Yeah. And if something done is, is way more valuable than something not done Yes, and not started, yes. you know, and it's yes. like, I've made 100%. plenty of mistakes in my life where I, I didn't start something and I had a great idea and then somebody else made it a couple of years later. And I was like, man, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. But, uh, you could always come back to it. Right. Like you said, shelve it. Yeah. And come back to it later. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, th I think that's the thing is like, a lot, I, I know a lot of people suffer from this and I, I still to a point suffer from this is like you talk so much about what you want to do. You feel like nobody listens to you anymore. Mm. You know, like you tell your family, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then they see you not finish it. They just stop listening to you. But you're like, no, 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 this is going to get done. It's just got to get done on my timeline and i and i i used to apologize for my timeline but at the same token it's like it, you're not making this for them if you're making it for the right reasons you're making it for yourself and i think that's the main yeah. the main thing everything has like an incubation period right yeah. and, and if you speed yeah. that up you're going to get something premature that maybe shouldn't have been you know birthed at that point mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, snapshot in time, and I, I just keep thinking of that. So, yeah, so I mean, uh, so that pretty much sums up uh, this episode. I know we could go hours talking about all these little subjects, and I'll probably break them out, you know, for the future and have you back on. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, do. You, do you want to uh, tell people how they can find you, look at your work and stuff? Uh, I am at. Uh, <laughs> you might not want to say that. <laughs> you could beep that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on um, Instagram. Instagram is really the only thing that I use. So, music by Tao or Tao Multimedia. Um, you could also find me on TikTok uh, and my website, TaoMultimedia.com. And what's your name on Spotify for your music? Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, you could find me um, Tao. And T E O. Uh, 
Yeah, you'll you'll have to look for a song because I'm buried under a million teos. But I am going to start a composer Spotify where I'm going to put all my scores and compositions on that. That'll just be my name. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I'll I'll link um link your stuff in the show notes too. Cool. Um cuz nobody know, knows how to spell teo. <laughs> Why do you have to pick the hardest name? No, I'm just kidding. Um Yeah, three uh, letters. It's terrible. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, so just wrapping up, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, and, uh, you know, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, apparently there's this really cool feature where you can leave voice messages, you know, for, for me. Um, That's cool. So if you leave nasty ones, I'll probably listen to them and laugh, but uh, I won't put them on the show. But if you, if you share your story and uh, just, you know, share share uh, what your thoughts are on the episode and maybe if anything resonated with you, um, definitely give it a, I'll, I'll definitely give it a listen and uh, figure out how to start uh, sharing these on the podcast. We're also on Apple Podcasts and uh, I just started YouTube. So I'll be putting the full episodes on YouTube with the visuals too. Um, and that's, uh, what is that? Driven to Create Podcast. That's easy enough. I'll link nice. that in the show notes too. So uh, if you could help spread the word, that'd be awesome. I'm just trying to see if there's, uh, you know, I know there's other people like like us. Like I know Matt's just like me, but, uh, you know, I want to see who else is out there. And uh, I want to hear all your struggles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear your victories. I just want to hear your struggles. <laughs> Make me feel better. But um, but no, I want to hear your victories too. But you know, keep that on the low. You know, the struggles mostly. <laughs> mostly struggles. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today, Matt. And yep. thanks everybody. All right. All right. Bye. Click.